As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors. They will be closing in a moment. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Disney Assembled. I'm Troy. And I'm Mimi. And we are your happy little father-daughter podcast, here to create joy and share our love for all things Disney. Disney Assembled is sponsored by our patrons over on Patreon, Brenda, Danny, Connie, Andrew, and Alexis. Yes, you guys can join them too, and we want to thank them so very much for sponsoring the show. But you could also join them in our Patreon family. Head on over to our website, DisneyAssembled.com, and click on the Become a patron button there. Tiers start as little as $2 a month. And yeah, if you want to help support the show and help us with some of the costs of putting our show on each week, yeah. we'd really, really appreciate that. If not, yeah. no big deal. No, if you want to do, if you want to help us out for free, it's a lot of stuff you can do. You can tell your friends about the show. You can leave a good comment, uh, rating and review too. If you're a podcast player, uh, do ratings and reviews. We haven't had a new iTunes or Apple podcast review in a while. So we'd like to get some more of those. So if you haven't done that yet, We'd appreciate it if you take a second to do that. And of course, if you're looking for additional, I mean, I know we give you plenty and, you know, this is like, you know, a superior Disney podcast, <laughs> Disney content creation here. But if you would like additional Disney content, one of the best places for you to go to is Magic of the Mouse Radio. We are thrilled. Disney Assembled, Mimi and I are absolutely thrilled to be part of the Magic of the Mouse Radio family. Where you can listen to Disney songs and Disney content and get that Disney magic 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Well, you can hear this show every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on Magic the Mouse Radio. Yeah, check them out. And they also have, you know, Magic the Mouse Radio has just started a new news section, right? Yes. Is it, it's Magic of the Mouse Radio News, I think I it's Magic of the Mouse News. Magic of the Mouse Radio. There's probably a link Let's on their see. website. Yeah, you can look it up on the phone if you want. But yeah, you should check that out because, you know, our friend Bill over there at Magic of the Mouse Radio has been putting out great Disney content for years and is just now branching out in some of the new stuff. So check out Magic of the Mouse News or Magic of the Mouse Radio News, right? I think they have a little bit of both where you can you know, read the first article by one of their new, fantastic, stellar, top-notch, um, future award-winning writers <laughs> who's sitting right next to me, Mimi, who's I a freelance am, writer for them. Yeah. I am so proud to be writing for Magic the Mouse Radio News. That's what, that is what it is. Magic the Mouse news.com so make sure to check it out i am so happy and excited to be a part of that writing for them um i put out an article last week and i'll have another one coming out soon so yep. make sure to go check it out working on your articles there so that's good stuff yeah and speaking of magic Watch radio and our friend bill over there um this episode is uh, we're going to induct a new member in the disney assembled cavalcade of happiness our friend bill 
No way. Over at uh, Magic and Mouse Radio. No because, way. Like Bill, like from Magic and Mouse News yeah, Bill, and Magic and Mouse Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our friend That's Bill. crazy. Yeah, because we were on holiday here. We had some time and we were able to schedule some time to talk to Bill. And uh, yeah, so our conversation this week, our main topic this week will be our conversation with Bill uh, from Magic and Mouse Radio. So you guys that are interested in, you know, if you ever had any interest at all in internet radio or how someone gets in all that stuff. Yeah, I think you really enjoy this conversation with Bill yeah. coming up really soon. Uh, so yeah, that'll be our main topic of the week. Uh, but before that, we need to have this week's Disney dad joke of the week. Oh boy. Mimi. During the holiday season. Yes. Um, Mickey's dog. Pluto. Is referred to as Puto. Why? Because during Christmas, there's Noel. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Yes. Noel. I got that one. <laughs> it is Noel, so it's Pluto. I like that one a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's this week's Disney Dad Joke of the Week. If you would like us to consider using a dad joke of your own, please send us an email, disneyassembled.gmail.com, or send us a message on any of our social networks. Mimi, they are? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all at Disney Assembled. We've been putting out some really cool TikToks lately. Make sure to go check them out. Yeah, if you haven't subscribed to our TikTok or YouTube, yeah, do that. You would really appreciate that. All right, so the Cavalcade of Happiness. We haven't inducted a new member into the Cavalcade of Happiness in quite some time because yeah. it's, it's hard for us to get guests, not because people don't want to be on the show, but because of our schedules. It becomes yeah. very difficult to schedule guests on the show. But because we had a holiday this past week um, uh, for Thanksgiving here in the United States, if you're, you know, if you're a Thanksgiving celebrator in the United States, Thanksgiving was this past week. And Which means we had time we to had schedule time. guests. Yeah, we've been working on some guests. We have a couple other guests that want to be on the show that we're working on. Actually, we have to talk to you about that later because our Canadian friends reached back out to us and a couple other people. So no way, like the Canadians. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the Canadians Shh, that we offended. It'll be a secret. We didn't offend them, uh, so it'll be a secret. So don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody okay, that we're the scheduling Canadians them. Are not on the show, Shh, guys. You're talking about it. It's we're, a rumor. This is supposed to be a secret. We're going to surprise everybody. Okay. Right? Will, will everybody know that they're coming? Oh. We're, all right, we're recording. They're going to know anyway. All right. So, yes, but we were able to schedule a conversation with Bill from Magic of the Mouse Radio. Bill has been doing Disney content for quite some time now, and it was fantastic. What, before we get into the episode, what are your sort of initial thoughts about our conversation with Bill? It was, it was very nice. Yeah. Bill is really cool. And we talked about the long-awaited news of Bob Iger versus Bob Chapek. We did get into some of that. That's because yes, we, we recorded the conversation on Monday, today's Saturday, because like, you know, so the Bob news was a little bit fresher when we were having this conversation, but Bill is very cool. Bill has a really interesting story and a radio was such a creative way to spread Disney joy. Right. So I'm, I was very excited to, to talk to him. Sure. Yeah. It was a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. If you wanted to, after listening to this episode, if you want to do a video version, we have a video of that on our YouTube channel. So yeah. check that out. Yeah. What video is. So are you ready to jump into our conversation with Bill and get our get a new member into our cavalcade of happiness? Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Bill from Magic of the Mouse Radio. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are absolutely thrilled to be adding another member to the cavalcade of happiness this week. <laughs> we are so thrilled to have with us. Bill Giro from Magic of the Mouse Radio. Bill, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. All the times I listen to you guys every week, putting your show up on the station, it's nice to finally put a put a face with the voice. 
Well, we're thrilled to have you. I know every week we tell everybody that our show is there to create joy and share our love for Disney. And certainly very few people are doing that more than you are because you have a long history of putting out great Disney content for the world to consume, uh, including Magic and a Mouse Radio. So I think uh, a lot of people who've heard us talk about Magic and Rice Radio may be very interested to hear how you got started with that or what your sort of story is behind your sharing your love of Disney uh, with other people. Now, which story do you want? Do you want the, the, the current story or all the way back to 1972? <laughs> oh, I, you you are welcome <laughs> to start wherever you feel is relevant. Like anybody else, I've been hooked on Disney starting with my first visit in March of 72, uh, which was like six, four months, five months, whatever it was after they opened. And it just continued. And then uh, years later, I, you know, I had a son and when he was like a year and a half old, he had from then then on, he had every Disney movie that was released on VHS. And by the time he was six, he could recite every movie as he was watching it. That's how, a, you know, a movie nutty was. So as he got older and he went into service, I didn't get a chance to see him a lot. And he stationed down in, uh, in Texas at Fort Hood. And I was looking for a way, like, instead of texting him all the time or just talking to him once, once a week or whatever it was. And he had free time at night. I said, you ever think uh, about a podcast? I said, how would you like to do a Disney podcast? So we started just like you guys are. And that's why I love your podcast. Cause you know, same thing. We were a father, son, your father, daughter. And it was just a way for me. It started out for me to spend more time with him, even though it was, you know, over the phone or cause we used to patch him in. And um, that's really how, how it all started there. So you had a podcast. What was the podcast called? Uh, Magic of the Mouse. Oh, Magic of the Mouse. Okay. Yes, I started it. It was my son, Bill Jr. and my cousin, Tom. And after about the first one or two episodes, um, a longtime friend of mine I've known since we were probably in second grade together. Uh, he's a Disney nut too. So he started with us. And before we went on the on the air here, you were talking about your your stuff, how you set up your podcast and all like that. I had to put everything in a bag every week and and take it to my dad's auto body shop and and take over his his office and set everything up and then tear it down at the end of the night. And uh, I was in audio hell. I mean, that's how hmm. that's how it all started for me. And when when did that podcast? Uh, how, when did you do that podcast? What years were that? Was that well? Um, the radios, we start, I started that in October of 2000. So it would have been right before the pandemic, like the fall before the pandemic started. So that would have been in what, 2000, 2018, I guess it was. And we only did wound up doing about 25 episodes and my son went on deployment. He got, uh, shipped out to Iraq for nine months. So it was kind of hard to, you know, dial him in for a, for a podcast every I week. I can imagine. Every... I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we kind of, we, and my cousin Tom moved to Florida. He lives down in Claremont, Florida now. So he retired, moved to Florida. So it was just, it became impossible to do it. Okay. Like I said, I was, I was pulling my hair out every week, you know, editing the podcast and with the audio trouble. And um, I'm sort of a perfectionist. I mean, if I can't do it right, I, why bother? Right. Uh, and it was starting to get the best of me. I, I, know, I don't know if you know a friend of mine. He's been on the uh, on the station a lot, uh, Jeff Dolwip, dad. And mm -hmm. I became good friends with him, you know, from the Disney community on YouTube and all like that. And I was talking to him one day and I was ready to throw my laptop out the window. And he's like, no, no, calm down. <laughs> 
So you decided to do a radio station. So a lot of people may be wondering, how does one start a radio station online? I mean, I mean, I think people would be really curious. How does does that happen? Google was your friend. I just kept Googling everything I could think about it. Starting an internet radio station. And I tease everybody. I mean, like, what do you do when you have a podcast where you absolutely think your audio stinks every week and and it drives you crazy? What do you do? You start a radio station. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I Googled and and I, you know, videos online, different people. And uh, it took me a while to the host of the radio station, the the website or company that host, you know, host the feed. It took me, I had a couple that I did in the beginning and the first, when we first, well, when I first started the station, um, you know, we're licensed and to be able to play, you know, copyrighted material, you got to pay royalties. So I had to do the report, run the report every month from the, the, the company that was running the feed. They would send me all the information I don't know, like a printout and I'd have to put it into a, to a file and, and send it to the, um, the licensing companies. And it was just, it was too, too much. And that's why I, I wound up with live uh, 365 because you pay a little bit more, but that's all handled. So I don't have to worry about that. They handle the reporting at the end of the month and the royalties and, and all like that. So it worked out, it worked out well, but yeah, the reason I started it, well, like I said, my son, uh, it's getting shipped out to Iraq for nine months. He's in a, a Patriot missile operator with the army. So he was over there and it wasn't doing the podcast. So I figured like, what can I do? So that's how the radio station started. And my son, we text back and forth or message back and forth. And he was giving me ideas. I'm like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And, and we did that for about a month or two and I put it on the air. I think it was October 28th of, of uh, 2020. Why well, I, I tell you, we love listening to it when we're in the car, when we're not listening to podcasts, which, you know, sometimes we, we get tired of listening to podcasts really, yeah. but I do a lot of walking around sometimes at work. And whenever I do, I mean, I have magic and a mouse radio on, it's really a great, you know, little station you've built there. And I know you have expanded out recently to do more um, with the news and maybe you yeah. want to share with our listeners about some of the the new things that are coming from magic and a mouse radio. Well, yeah, with the, with the radio, like when I started it, you know, I, I, I got album after album and, you know, put them up because that's the one thing you're supposed to own the music, you know, so you got to pay for it twice. You got to pay for it to buy it. And then you got to pay for it, you know, with the royalties. Mm-hmm. And so I had it all up on the, on the, on my, on my feed. And I had like 30 some hundred uh, tracks and I had to take them all down because mm-hmm. I uploaded them clicked one little box wrong and I had uh, the one megahertz or whatever off. And every once in a while you would hear a click in the background. So that got me frustrated. So I took it down for a while and I reformatted everything and put it back up. And now I got the radio station kind of set to where I want it. I'm up to over 5,000 tracks on there now. And I try to give a lot of the, there's a couple other Disney stations. They tried mostly play like the background that you would hear if you're in the Disney parks or this. I wanted to uh, be a little different. I got a little bit of everything. Um, I got, I started getting messages all the time. Where's the Disney channel music? You know, all the stars that have come out of the Disney channel. Mm. So every day from 12 to one, it's Disney channel or one 12 to one thirty Eastern. It's all Disney channel music. And I'm trying to give everybody a little something. We got fireworks. We got, uh, we got parades and uh, even I'm finding stuff from the fifties and, 
old uh, Walt recordings and putting them up and it, just trying to get a little something for everybody. But right. now that I got that set, we got that set how we want it and we're still going to continue to add to it, obviously. But I, I don't know, I guess for lack of a better word, I got stupid one night and said, hey, let's start, <laughs> this, let's start a Disney News website. And, and so I've been messing with that for about the last month and I had a little snafu. I was just telling you <clears throat> beforehand when it started. Um, I was trying to secure the uh, the website domain name and Magic of the Mouse News wasn't, av wasn't available. And luckily I was able to buy it, but it took me a few weeks. And we started out as WDW News Blog. But if you go online, there's a lot of great Disney uh, news uh, channels online that start out with WDW and then something. So I, I wanted the Magic of the Mouse News, but I wanted to get it going. So I don't know. Oh, that was the right way to do it. But it took me about two weeks that I built a website myself from scratch. And mm -hmm. I just started with a, with a blank screen and I still got a lot of work to do on it, but kind of coming around. Great. Yeah. Awesome. yeah we've we taken, we were taking a look at it, you know, before, you know, calling in today and it, it looks great. I think it's a, a great thing. The news websites are, I don't know. I mean, some of them are, I, I guess the big thing that we see is, you know, I guess more about not just reporting the news from like one place, but sort of looking at the news from various places. I know you have news from Disney world and Disneyland and, and, and so forth. And I think that's really important because we do, you know, our parks news episodes or, or uh, segments on the show. And we usually just draw from some headlines somewhere. And now that you have that up, I mean, I'm no, pretty have a sure. More definitive. Absolutely. I think we're going to be drawing our from. headlines from there, oh, but, Usually when I Google like Disney news and like scrolling through Google, the like pig right. headlines that like sound interesting. Right. So you currently live in Florida. Is that correct? No, I'm a, I'm a snowbird. Oh, I'm you're actually, okay. I'm from New Jersey. Right. Uh, right outside of Atlantic city, but down in Florida also. Oh, okay. Okay. And so how, how does the, how do you get, the news, I mean, are you getting it from things you're seeing online? Do you have people that are contacting you from down there? Yeah. How are you getting that? My, my, uh, my phone, I got news feeds that will, like will notify me if there's like a news story right. comes up or whatever, some of the feeds and search. And, you know, I just keep an eye on, on the, the Disney site or, uh, like last night, how I wound up getting the, the thing with the, the happy news of the night last night was okay. I was on, working on the website and I was just looking through like Hollywood reporters, see if they had any uh, news on any Disney plus movies or Disney movies that are coming out or, or anything like that. And when I clicked it on, that was the first thing that popped up that uh, yep. uh, uncle yep. Bob paycheck got, uh, got shown the door. <laughs> no, we found out about that through Twitter, which is also not a bad place to get news. That no, is like Twitter something that's like really, shocking to me like twitter is kind of on its way out but it was helpful last night yeah with this like bob's battle thing that's like right. happening right now well the first thing is I, I mean i saw it from some of the disney news twitter feeds but sometimes those feeds have a, a reputation of security right of sort of um, the, the the headline is sort of you know clickbaity so yeah. when i saw it from 
you know, when like Vanity Fair, Vanity Fair yeah. and, and, you know, like, the Hollywood reporter were reporting this, I was like, okay, this is legit, right? This is a yeah, real thing yeah. here. Once I saw all that one and then I saw Yahoo, there were some other ones online, like what news agent, I never heard of that. You know, it's just yeah. like if I was the first one to report it, like who the heck is magic and the mouse news? Yeah. We're not going <laughs> to go by what he says. Right, right, right. Well, you never know, you know, and it it's crazy. Like obviously, so this episode's coming out this Sunday. So today's the 21st. It's coming out. Yeah. November 21st, 2022. It's coming out next yeah. Sunday. No, it's so, coming out this coming Sunday. Well, like whatever. So it's like the 27th. This Bob thing is probably like old news and or new developments have been made since then. And those potential developments were really interesting because they threw a whole loop in the case. Anyway, right. we'll know more by the end of this week because I'm sure more news will be as of right now, though, like I'm really sort of shocked that Bob Iger is back. Like we were talking about this like before, before we started recording. Like Bob Chapek being gone is not something that I would have put so far out of my mind. Like it was definitely on my 2022 bingo card, but Bob <laughs> Iger on his way back in really got me. Like that's so he he like stepped down. Like he retired, right. like, quit. Like he doesn't yeah, need he didn't money. Step like, down. He was. He was told to leave. He was, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, told yeah. you're leaving. And like Iger's he, taking, he, yeah, yeah, you can he either quit down. or you can be fired. You, you, you yeah. decide, right? Like and, he know. has already been gone once. Like he's coming back. Like why? Like, do you think he's just temporary? Do you think they're going to well, like hire someone new? They want his experience until they can uh, do it. His main goal is going to get the company back on good footing. Yeah. Uh, financially, because obviously that was one of JPEG's biggest things. I'm sure that showed him the door was the uh, report last earnings report last week. Yeah. And who better to, to be a fill gap until you get somebody else than, than Iger, you know, I'd right. be like bringing Michael Eisner back, you know, you know, it's no difference. And uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I'm sure I have a feeling they're going to go outside of the company for a CEO, but if they promote somebody within, I'm, I got my fingers crossed. I got my, my choice, who I think it should be. And the guy is, perfect i mean he loves the disney brand he loves the disney cast members he loves the disney fa uh you know people that come to the parks and the disney fans and it's josh tomorrow yeah um, yeah uh, he would he's my number one choice so we'll see what happens josh tomorrow's yeah. a good choice but especially since he's like younger but i'd like to see them hire a woman i don't know just disney's only ever hired like these older Men. I think they'll consider because there's a lot of women at high C uh, and high, high executive positions. So. Yeah. And like, yeah. I also, I just think like they're Bob Iger on, on, reportedly has only signed a contract for like two years or something. Like it's not very long. So like, maybe it's, he's like, I, I think what you're saying is true. Like he's just here to sort of like correct the mistakes of Bob Chapek, fix it up. He's so just he can, the like, bridge to get him to the right, new CEO. So you can hand the company off to someone. Right younger who right. is less experienced who can take it and like run with it well let's let's talk about that a little bit so i know a lot of people online again the news of this of bob out bob in broke on sunday november 20th 2022 because people may be listening to this episode four years from now right they won't know what we're talking about but the news well, broke sunday they, night the people will remember the day that bob replaced bob well okay? poss like, let's possibly be so possibly right 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 <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so the news broke last night and of course, during the course of the day today, things seem to be leaking out, right? we don't know how accurate these things are, but a lot of things being reported, like Mimi said, you know, I read online today that Iger agreed to 
uh, a million dollars a year with uh, uh, potential bonuses based on achieving certain goals of another million dollars a year. And like Mimi said, a short, you know, it's sort of a, a somewhat short term contract, which sort of, you know, I think would um, back up what you're saying, Bill, about, you know, this is a stopgap to get everything, you know, on the right track. Let's get things moving forward. But it doesn't speak very much, if that's the case, to, I would say, in, in my business and what I do for a living, sometimes you have interim people who come in to run places. Right. Interims usually don't set long-term goals and vision for the for the place, right? They're there to or make product. sure things are right. Yeah. They're making sure things are running well, they're running smoothly, that there is somebody who knows how to make tough decisions and understands the company and moves forward until they find the permanent person. So I don't know, I'm curious what you think, Bill, but I, a lot of people are talking today about, oh, he's going to, he, we hope he changes this. We hope he changes that. We hope he changes this. We hope he changes that. And I, to be honest with you, I, other than changing maybe the feeling and the emotion of feeling supported and, and appreciated, especially the letter he sent to cast members was very directed towards how much he understands how hard it is for them. Right. I don't know if any significant changes I disagree. are coming. I have, I have my predictions and they seem like big things, but they're really not. Um, I think he's going to, okay. I wrote this down. It's in my, it's my notes tab. Okay. I think he's going to not touch the reservation system like no. at all. Like that's not something that's going away, no. um, which I've been hearing people complain about. I don't think it's going away, but I do think he's going to fix the pass holder issue annual pass holder issue that has been sort of plaguing the JPEG era of Disney. And then I think he's going to fix the genie system. I don't think it's going away. I think he's just going to like modify it. So it's a little bit more user-friendly. And I think he's going to crack down on finishing Tron, like genuinely like crack down, like finish the ride, get it over okay. with. It's open it as done. soon as possible. It's yeah, all about safety exactly. It is done. And so I think he's going to, I think, he's going to open it as soon as possible to right. bring in that revenue of like, Oh, Tron, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, right. what do you think? Yeah. I, I, well, real quick touching on Tron, whatever, I believe they set a date for sometime in the spring that's supposed to open or early summer. Was it? Yeah. It's like March. I don't think you're going to say, yeah, that's what I thought. You won't see it open before March because they still got finishing touches and they got to go through, I'm sure state certification. I don't know if it's federal, any kind of federal mm -hmm. is it the type of, you know, a ride that it is. And, you know, they don't want the first day of it, you know, somebody getting hurt on the ride. They're right. They are going to go do everything they have to run, you know, thousands and thousands, thousands, of, you know, loops around that before it opens up. So I, I can't see that opening before March. But I think the biggest thing that that uh, Iger is going to work, have to work on is the Disney brand, because that was my I think I said it before. Um, that's my biggest thing with JPEG. I think he was killing the Disney brand. You know, um, I, I don't want to get political and, and all like that because I don't care. Every side's got their view and that's how it should be. Right. But I hate when a company forces their view or what they think their view is on, on you. I don't care about that. I'm there because I love the Disney movie. I love the Disney parks. I don't, you know, that's for me and my friends or, you know, whoever to talk right. about the politics. This, Disney need or, and any company, I think, needs to stay out of politics. Right. Because you're only going to wind up alienating half of your clients. Right. So why, why would you want to do that? I mean, 
who, who cares? Why would you want to invite controversy into <laughs> your like like with a company like Disney? all press is good press is not true. Like, right. cause it, it's whole thing is being happy and uplifting and inviting and, you know, family friendly, kid friendly. And like, you can't be kid friendly and be controversial, be political because like, it's just, it's not the right vibe. It's not like. Uh, uh, I was, I was very lucky before, but right before the COVID shutdown, I was very lucky to attend a Disney Institute um, thing. It was a one day Disney Institute piece on leadership and one of the things I remember them saying um, was that Disney as a company, they create happiness. That would, that's their sort of their, their charge. We create happiness. And I think what you're saying, Bill, and I agree with you is I, I rarely read or heard a JPEG interview or announcement and felt that that announcement in any way, shape or form created any additional happiness that it was very businesslike and very, you know, we got to, we got to raise prices or we got to stop selling these passes or. And there is a place I, for that. Just not at like the front man. Well, I, I think what, what Iger is skilled at is, I mean, he doesn't hurt the company from a business standpoint. He improved the company from a business standpoint, but he can run the business and he's very adept at maintaining sort of the image, like you were saying, the brand of the company, which is approachable, happy, joyful, and, and, and quite frankly, one that honors the history of the company. And I think, you know, we will only know a very small percentage of everything that went on behind the scenes during all of this, you know, turnover, but no one doubts Bob Iger's, you know, uh, I guess, uh, sincerity. It, well, at least he projects a great deal of sincerity about how much he cares for this company. And right. I think people just sort of, even though, I mean, look, JPEG was a, there a long time. I mean, he had big jobs in that company. And you're like, I guess that's what's so befuddling is how can a guy who was in charge of not project a spirit of joy and happiness and approachability. Like you mentioned Demaro, that's his superpower. I'm not convinced that he, you know, behind the scenes isn't, you know, a little bit, you know, is a different guy, but when he's out in the public, it doesn't matter. It's clear yeah. when he's in yeah. the public. I mean, he, he's very political and Bob Iger is very political. And I guess that's what killed JPEG is in the, in the, not talk about politics in the sense of uh, yeah, the politics, but in the sense of building a coalition of people who are in support of you and what you're trying to do. Right. And I mean, yeah, there were circumstances that JPEG had to face, but at the same time, I think at the end of the day, the customer never felt that they were the most important piece to the Disney puzzle during JPEG's time. I think JPEG is probably a great CEO. He's just not a, he's not a CEO for Disney, put him in any other company. I he's definitely, you know, stockholders would, would probably more than likely love him. Board of directors would love him. Yeah. But at Disney, he just, he just didn't get, he don't, he didn't get that. I don't know the word for it. The thing that Walt built is I guess the best way to put it. A lot of people go back to Michael Eisner back. I mean, 
he put out and did a lot of projects and some project that Disney fans or fans of the Disney parks or the, the movies that they didn't like. It was like projects, but he got the Disney brand. There right. is no, no doubt about that. Michael Eisner got this Disney brand and he, he built it up. But I think one of the biggest downfalls probably for, for JPEG and this part probably wasn't any fault of his own was the acquisition of Fox. I mm. cost Disney like 72 or $73 billion. And not too long after that closed, what happened? Right. All Disney's income shut down because, because of COVID, right. you know, now you just took over this big company spent, you know, almost a hundred billion, three quarters, you know, a hundred billion dollars or whatever it was. And now, you know, they're losing income left and right, even though they just came off right before COVID after what, I think it was the biggest movie year in their history. They had two or three movies that grossed over $6 billion or something like it was, it was an insane year for the movies before, uh, before COVID. But it, it's not just one thing, but to me, it, it, like I said, it's just, it's just, he didn't get the brand. He, he was there, more for the dollar signs, which is CEO, that's his job. Right. But, well, whether it's Iger or whoever comes after Iger, you know, something I was seeing about today, I was actually on a chat with, with, uh, on a Disney chat with somebody and I put in there this equation, you know, value is, uh, your experiences divided by the price and the price has gone up and the price has gone up and the price has gone up. And I, and look, I, I'm not, sh I'm sure there's a dollar, there's a figure where people would stop buying tickets but it's not going to be $200 a day and it's not going to be $250. People will find a way to do it. And the reason is, you know, you want your kids to be happy and parents will do almost anything to keep their kids happy. And they want to go to Disney and they will go into debt, whether it's a good decision or not, people will go into debt to visit the parks and that's not Disney's fault, but, but the price has gone up, but I'm the experience side of that equation has not the user experience at Disney parks has been, I think, diminished. You know, well, it, it's not very, diminished. it's just stagnant. It hasn't changed at all in a while. Like nothing really new has come. Well, I say diminished in the sense that it's very difficult. It's not yeah. easy to go to the parks. If like you got to get genie plus and you got to get a lightning lane, you got to get a reservation for this. And you got to, and again, I get it. That's the way it is. That's the game. You don't have to buy Genie Plus. We went in July. We did. We never bought a single day of Genie Plus. And we did everything. I, made a mistake. I spent the money and bought Genie Plus the last time I went down at the end of September or October, and to get on one ride, you know. And I like a like a dumb guy. I bought it two days in a row. And the second day, one ride. Right. So I have an I because I'm a I'm a technically a Florida resident because I'm there over half the year. So I have a Florida resident annual pass. But if I was spending a hundred and whatever it is now, 79 or whatever for a day. Oh, and for that, for another $15, you get the privilege of actually riding a ride. I mean, right. it's just, that's just, yeah, it should plus be built food, into the ticket price. Potential hotel fees plus water, which you need. And it just, it, it adds up in an unfair way that creates an environment that can be very, I don't want to say elitist, but like very like if you have it, you have it. And if you don't, you don't. And I don't think that yeah. that's the kind of thing that like Disney wanted to create ever. Like, and it doesn't even seem like you can't do Disney cheap anymore. Right. And that doesn't seem fair. And then also on top of that, like, so first of all, like, like that's the price issue, but it also like diminishes that like experience that you've been talking about. Like if you can't do it comfortably without going into debt, like 
you're not going to have a good time. You should be worried about like all the debt you're going to be in because you had to buy a water before you passed out on main street in 102 degree heat. Like it's, it's, it's not, it's not user-friendly anymore. And like, like the, the park itself is wonderful, but like, Guess well, relations go have gone it. down. Genie right. is frustrating. The app is frustrating. Magic bands don't work. Magic bands don't even exist in California. Annual pass holders are being screwed left and right. Like, well, they have magic bands in California now. Everything that is like frustrating is just like heightened, and it's just right. it it doesn't work well, with families of small kids. One it, thing I want to touch on real quick, Troy. Before uh, one thing you said, I kind of disagree with you a little bit. I think okay. right now the parks are massively crowded. Because it's still the lingering COVID effect. People were cooped up yes. for so yeah. long and, and they want to go. But now that the prices are going up and there's a, another big option being built, you know, about eight miles east mm-hmm. of, the, of Disney World that's going to be open, I believe, in 25 or whatever it is. Um, the average per, uh, person, I mean, I only have one son. I can't be, I can't imagine having three or four kids and taking, you know, myself, my wife, and three or four kids to Disney for a week. I mean, the average you know, a uh, person, you know, making under a certain amount. And, and that's the part I think that stinks. It's like she said, it shouldn't be an elitist park. It should be a park for everybody. No, I agree with you. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think circling back to what I was to say before, whether it's Iger or whomever, I think from a park's perspective and really from the entertainment perspective, focusing on the experience. I mean, I had mentioned today you know, where's the original content? Yeah. Strange world's coming out here. You wrote that piece about strange world. It's original content, a couple of things, but I think people are, I think there's, there's some low hanging fruit that in the next few years if Disney could commit to doing a few things that would make people, I think, start to feel better. And it's not going to, I don't think it hurts their bottom line. So it's things like at the parks, you know, Okay, reservation system. I get it. It's not going anywhere. Genie Plus, it's not going anywhere. But they'll improve Genie Plus over time, and oh, that, sure. it'll, it'll continue to get better. You know, they'll tweak. They had it the same thing when the Magic Bands first came out. Whatever, the they, they had major oh trouble. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I was like thinking about Genie Plus, and I was like, Genie Plus was like awful. And then I was like, wait, but remember when everyone hated Magic Bands because they were also awful and didn't connect to your tickets right and like didn't work? Right. Like it, it does improve with time. It's just like now we have Iger to right. do it and not change. Magic it. Bands weren't, they, they weren't built for us, the Magic Bands. They weren't created for us. They were created Disney. They were, that was a way to attract their customers throughout the park and where, right. you know, where the park was busiest at certain times of day. And another thing that was built in, they can find out where a certain magic band is any time of the day, but a little kid gets separated from, from his parents and has a magic band on. They can locate that kid anywhere in, in the park or on the, on the property. And it was, it was built for a lot of things, but it wasn't sure. built for us. And there's, there's, like I said, there's low hanging fruit. You know, when we were at the parks in July and I don't know what it's like today, but one of the things I remember mentioning to Mimi on our trip was it was dirty. I mean, it was not clean. Yep. And I was like, you know, you would, it, the, the, the ability to not have overflowing trash cans in the ride queues and, and, you know, I, you know, it was just those things that made Disney different that are low, they're very low hanging fruit things, things like the park hopper, you know, let people park hop before, before 2, 2 p.m. PM. Literally, what is that about? Like, why? But if you buy a single day ticket, you pay what? What is the price now to add the park hopper on? 
But now you can't you can't use it the whole day. You can only use it after two o'clock. Only use it after two o'clock. And it's yeah, so dumb because it's like, money what if I'm gonna go get lunch in Epcot? Yeah. Yeah, you got the monorail, you're over there in ten in ten minutes. You're right. But the one thing you just said, I say to people all the time and they look at me like I'm crazy. The one thing this that stood out with me the most, and I was 10 years old at the time in 72 when I went. Back then, obviously you could smoke in the parks and whatever. If a piece of trash, if somebody threw a cigarette butt on the ground or a piece of trash hit the ground, that thing didn't stop fluttering to settle on the ground before a Disney cast member was there sweeping it up. It was gone like like that. I mean, you could have... Anywhere in that park, you could have went down and, and you could have ate your, you know, lunch off off the park, any, you know, off the ground anywhere. That's how spotless it was. And every time I go back, that's the first thing with me. Like this, this isn't even clean anymore. Like you'll see the pavement, Disney, like like a lot of their walkways are always painted. It looks some of them look like they haven't been painted for, you know, for years. Mm-hmm. And it, it just it's that's there's the a lot thing. of there's a lot of neglect that seems to be filtering in, and whether it's a shortage of employees or a lack of investment and whatever. But these are the small things that I think if you're paying more, it improves the experience side. So it's like, okay, I paid this amount and the garbage cans were overflowing and, and, this, and, and I paid for genie plus and I still waited an hour in line to get on that attraction or whatever. So to me, it's, I think if I, I was running I never will. It's the prices. You've already got a plan for your prices. You already know. I mean, the Disney plus prices are set for the next couple year or so. The plans are set. The park ticket programs are set. All that's set. You don't have to do much with prices, but it's look at the experience side at the parks. Can, can you commit to one new attraction that is new like tron's not new it's the same attraction they have overseas they just put it in florida right but something that's really new and exciting that you can commit to and say hey you know we have a deadline or this right so you know give one big announcement clean the parks do something with your park hopper you know fix you know a little bit of the tweaking of the genie plus and the reservation system if you do that i think the parks part will take care of itself Right. That that part. Yeah. Then you look at the entertainment side. And the thing I said again in this chat this morning is you got to stop, in my opinion, stop giving me the same meal over and over again. I don't need another r- remake of a film that you've already made. Mm-hmm. Right. That's I, all movies, you know, not just it, Disney anymore. But it's like, give me something original. I, didn't, like, I don't need Avatar 2. Like, I need, like, I don't need Avatar 3, 4, 5, and 6 that are apparently also coming out. Like, I need. A new like Elemental that trailer dropped today. I'm so excited for that movie. Right, that's original content. Strange. Which one strange was that? I didn't... Elemental. Oh, okay. Elemental. Yeah. So yeah, they need to commit to more of that. I think, and even if it's in short form on Disney Plus, which is a great medium for them, but I think, I think they're just going through this cycle, and I think they've reached a point where I think you're right, Bill. It all comes back to I think what you said earlier, which is, you know, re. Uh, focusing on the brand, who are we at our core and let's get back to being that company. And I think the, I think the way to do that is honestly like with like more attention to your cast members, like tying into like the specifically park part and the park being dirty, like all of that was really frustrating was, and all of that really comes like really began with 
like the mass excursion of cast members at the beginning of COVID and the lack of morale and the lack of payroll coming right. into these cast members that like, and the lack of training and the lack of just sort of excitement to be at Disney anymore has just sort of faded. And like, right. That reflects with your audience. Like right. you, you can tell when a cast member doesn't want to be there. We experienced right. it multiple times on our trip. Like, but we, right. you also don't want a cast member is really happy to be there. And we've right. also experienced that. And it's about really, really narrowing in on those people that want to be there and making them like the face at the park, making them right. the ones that stand out. And as opposed to like, I don't know. I, I really think cast members are like the core of the Disney right. park. You got to invest, you got to invest in your frontline employees or right. cause they're the ones that are going to be interfacing with the public. And if that's, where the, relations, that's where it is. Cast member is rude to you. That customer is going to be right. pissed off their entire trip period. Like yeah. that's just yeah. how it's going to be. Rude to me, but here's another stupid thing. Like I said, the trash, it's something I pick up on, but I, this last trip I was at, and it was the first time I ever had it happen and happened to me three times on this trip. You ever like are in a gift shop or or what anywhere in Disney and you ask them a question, they're not supposed to tell you, I don't know. They're like, Can you hang on a second? Let me find out for you if I don't know. I mean, they I asked, I was looking for something to buy uh, my one granddaughter. And it was like, Oh, I don't know. And she just left it at that. I'm like, Okay, are you gonna find out? It's right. like <laughs> I mean, back that was one of Walt's biggest thing. You never tell a, a, a customer, I don't know. Right. I will, their thing was, I will find you the information. And you have to heal from the inside out. Right. Yeah. But now, yeah. if I'm wrong, I heard that now Disney's cast member numbers are higher than before COVID. Have you heard heard that? I, I, I haven't heard that. That's interesting. They're oh. taking more college program people. Well, that, that's, that's what great. I. Know. I think that's 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 where a lot of the executives. A lot of them started in the Disney college program. They expanded the college program. The actual like official hired cast member is relatively the same, but they have like, I was looking at a bunch of people that I see on TikTok, like every single one of them was accepted to the program. And that program used to be like really like difficult to get into. And then when I see a bunch of like a hundred people like get in, it makes, you know what I'm saying? Like well, maybe the only that. ones that are getting in are doing. Well, I think that has to do with it because it was shut down for a couple of years and now they're, sure. you know, right. rather they, than they've taking it yeah. more accessible. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what that cast member thing is, but like either way, like, cool. Like I'm fine with that. Like, I, like the, you hire, who you have to hire and you have to train them well. And I know, I don't know. I'm assuming they're going through the same traditions program and training program that they always have. But I mean, you're right. Look, you're always going to get, Look, everything's not perfect, but, and when you're younger, you don't notice a lot of things you notice when you're older. Like, like I told Mimi on our last trip, you know, I'm 50 years old. So there are things I notice that when I was 17, I would have never noticed. Right. Because I just see the world differently. Right. Than I do now. Right. And that's okay. But I think when it's all said and done, you know, rediscovering that joy, that happiness, you know, when you're there being immersed in, a, in an environment where you can be a kid again is really important. And I think with this news that came out yesterday that uh, Iger is returning, I think that's what we're going to see, Bill, to circle back to what you said before. I, I think the big thing, the big change that is going to come more than anything is sort of uh, the the refocusing on promoting the brand 
as the brand that creates happiness, not the brand that creates money, you know, right. Creates cash flow or whatever. You know, you gotta do it, but don't talk about it. <laughs> right. That yeah. you don't, that's not what you should be saying more often. It's kind of like, it was the old saying you for every one bad thing you say, you got to say 20 things to that person to help them get over it. Right. 20 good things. Yep. You know, and you know, yeah, I mean, you got to say certain things, but you got to balance it. And I think the balance was what was missing. And I wish they would go back to building more Disney IP. I mean, I love Star Wars. I loved, I always look forward to the next Marvel movie coming out. But to me, there's Disney owns them. They're not Disney to me. I right. mean, as much as I love them, they're not Disney. You know, um, like Frozen and those and all the movies, they need to get more into their own IP and, yes. and add to that. I agree. I agree. And hopefully we'll see some of that coming out really soon. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of that in like Hong Kong, Tokyo, for sure. Yes. Cause they're adding a bunch of like really niche dark rides. Like I know Rapunzel's getting one in Tokyo. I know Tinkerbell's getting one in Hong Kong. The Zootopia land is opening. Yeah. Like they're, they're expanding that just not in America. And it's like, come on guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Frozen was one of the most popular Disney animated what of all time, right? It's yep. the most. Po it's one of the most popular yeah. movies of all time. And then how did they put it? They put it in Maelstrom, uh, uh, in Epcot, and just rethemed it with a you know with a couple Frozen animatronics right. or whatever throughout there. Why doesn't that have its own? Well, own those song? are the things that happen when you gut Imagineering too, right? Yeah. And the imaginary has been gutted. Or why don't you see Elsa? And that's what built Disney. In the park. Yep, you're right. That's like what, little that's girls, when I was a kid and I saw a little Minnie Mouse and I ran towards her, literally like highlight of my parents' life. Little girls need to be running towards Elsa. Like, why don't we see Elsa more? Like, it's it's that it's like exactly what you're saying. It's yes. like not capitalizing on what's popular and just sort of developing things that are going to always give you success. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Bill, I want to respect our time and, yep. uh, you know, it's, uh, I know we're all, uh, excited for the change that came down yesterday. Uh, but I also want to give you a chance, uh, before we, uh, wrap things up to share with everybody how they can find all the great stuff you're doing at Magic and the Mouse Radio, uh, out there in the internet. Yeah, well, thanks. Well, I could talk Disney all night, and I know Mimi's got to go to school in the morning, so <laughs> we'll kind of wrap it up here a little bit. Uh, yeah, Magic of the Mouse Radio, you can find us on a, a bunch of different apps. The easiest way is to go to our website, magicofthemouseradio.com, and uh, uh, click on our How to Listen page, and there's all you can either listen right from the website, or there's plenty of apps you can uh, download to, to listen to us on. You through a couple of those apps like Get Me Radio and uh, a couple of them, you can listen to us on uh, on a Roku device and a lot of different places on that you can listen to us there. And the new news channel is, um, it's now magicofthemousenews.com. Anybody out there that saw us originally posted the WDW News blog, uh, if you type in that, it'll just send you over to magicofthemousenews.com now. And um, I, I know you announced it a little bit on your uh, your Instagram last week, but we we got a new writer uh, that's going to write for us a little bit on uh, on probably both websites. And when we get off here, I want to I want to talk to to Mimi and you for uh, a minute on that. But uh, yeah, she posted I'm so her first excited article. to be on that. I really am. Like yeah. I got to school. Like Papa told me about that, and then the next morning I got to school, and I was like, I was like, hey, creative writing teacher, and they were like, what do you want? And I was like. 
guess what? <laughs> and they're like, okay. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Hemingway's getting her start. That's right. That's right. Well, Bill, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, we love Magic and Mouse Radio, and we hope that our listeners check it out, guys. Magic and Mouse Radio, like we say every week, 24-7, 365, all the Disney greatness you ever want to hear in audio format is there available for you. All right, Bill. Listen to you guys every Tuesday, uh, Thursday, and Saturday at 9 a.m. on Magic of the Mouse Radio. Uh, that's right. God willing, we'll be there for quite some time. So it'd be yeah. great. It'd be great. <laughs> Bill, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much, sir. No problem. Nice meeting you guys in person. You got it, my friend. Thank you. Well, everyone, that was our conversation with Bill from Magic of the Mouse Radio. Yep. And what an interesting conversation it we're, was. We're definitely going to have to reach back out to Bill and have him on the show again because I think he's right. He could talk Disney forever. It was lots of fun. Um, and yeah, it certainly, certainly learned a lot about his story, about why he loves Disney so much, which is a lot like our story about why oh, we do yeah, our podcast. Very similar to our story. So it's fantastic. Yeah. We loved meeting Bill and having that conversation. We hope you've enjoyed that conversation. And with that, Mimi, can you please share with everyone how they can get in touch with us or help us out and support the show and get more people to listen so that more joy can be created in the world. So you guys can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all at Disney Assembled. Make sure to check it out. But if you want to support the show further, the link to our Patreon, TeePublic, buy us a Dole Whip, all of that fun stuff is on our website, DisneyAssembled.com. Go check it out. Go see what's up over there. It's a cool website, even if you don't want to do any of that. We've yep. got dad jokes. All kinds of awesome stuff. That's true. Yeah. Check out DisneyAssemble.com. We really appreciate it. And yeah, it is the holiday season. So if you're doing holiday shopping, we would appreciate your consideration checking out our little shop over there on TeePublic. There is a link on our website, Mimi said. And we, we it's more than just t-shirts. I mean, there's sweatshirts, there's stickers, mugs. there's mugs. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, stuff with a number of designs that we've created. So if you want looking to support, you know, a small shop to help us out a little bit, we don't make a whole lot off of that for each thing sold. It's just very little, but... All those proceeds help either go to offset the cost of the show or they college. Quite frankly, they go into Amy's college fund. So they're helping us pay for her college education. Every two dollars so, matters, guys. Yeah, every little bit helps. So but if that's not your bag, no big deal. Like I said before, just a rating and review on your favorite podcast player would be fantastic. We really appreciate it. And again, our YouTube channel. If you haven't checked out our YouTube channel yet, we'd love a subscription there. Just hit the little button. That's all it takes. Hit the subscribe button and you're in. We'd really, oh, yeah. really, really appreciate it. All right, Mimi, I guess that's going to do it for this week. Yeah, yep. we introduced, in, introduced, in, inducted, inducted a, a new, new member, member into the Cavalcade of Happiness. Which is fantastic. We need to get a page on our website to list all the people in the, the Cavalcade. Cavalcade yeah. The Cavalcade. Yeah, like Cavalcade cast. the cast of Cavalcade characters. The, yeah. Of the, happiness the, characters. The Cavalcade of Happiness character That's cast. right. That's right. All right. Good. Yeah. Good stuff. High five. <laughs> Excellent. Love it. Guys, we hope you've enjoyed the show. We hope it brought a little smile to your face and a little extra joy to your week. And until next time, see, see you real soon. soon.